This is Derek Bros. Derek Bros. This is Derek Bros. of the Contest Resistance. I'm here in Standing Rock. That man is wanted in five different countries: Chile, Argentina, Brazil. We've been fighting a long time. We've all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. Don't you fucking tease that horse! You are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. Above all, stay alive. You have no idea how important. Hey everyone, this is Derek Bros with the Conscious Resistance Network, and today I'm talking about David Hamblin, an update in the Utah ritual abuse case that I started investigating last June 2022. David Hamblin has been granted a $100,000 bail. We're going to be talking about all that and more. We'll get into uh, what the judge said, what the uh, attorneys argued what the victims have said since finding out that David Hamblin is soon to be released from prison one way or the other. Uh, we'll have all that and more on this broadcast. So first of all, I want to remind you guys that my website, theconsciousresistance.com, for those of you who are watching on screen, you can see right there, you can sign up for our email list at theconsciousresistance.com. Guys, it's actually been 10 years since I launched The Conscious Resistance back in early 2013. After being involved as an activist in Houston for a couple of years, I wanted to branch off and have my own voice and to explore spirituality and the paranormal and anarchism and freedom and all these kind of inter interlocking, intersecting topics. And it's now been 10 years. We've had dozens of contributors over the years. We've reached hundreds of thousands, millions of people through our website, through our former YouTube channel and our other, our other uh, platforms. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who continues to support us. Um, I am going to be announcing soon ways you can support me on a monthly basis. After deleting Patreon a couple of years ago, I'm going to be restarting with another platform uh, very soon. But for now, the main way you can support me is share this content, guys. We just released today's video we'll be going over. I just released a new talk and we released a new guide, the five steps to applying agorism to your life, new interviews, so much more. I also added a couple new topics here. If you go to the main website, you can see our work is broken down by topics. I've added a topic for the Conscious Agora Eco Village, which is my intentional community eco village I've been working on, and I'll have big news about that very soon. Also, I added weather modification. I'm going to be adding fluoride. I'm going to be adding the occult for some of my work on that. And you can see today the topic is Utah ritual abuse. So if you open that link up, you'll be able to see every report I've put out since 2022 when we first started investigating this back in june you can see today's report of course and go all the way back to the very first investigation um i'm not going to rehash too much of that i will give you just a, a brief breakdown in just a moment but today's info it will be found on the most recent post called accused serial child abuser david hamlin granted a hundred thousand dollars in bail and that links to my article my latest article for the last american vagabond which is titled very similarly, and we're going to be covering that as well. And then I also linked, if you want to catch up on my articles, because I, I write the articles for The Last American Vagabond, and I do video breakdowns for the conscious resistance. So depending on if you want to read the articles themselves, which I encourage you to, because I put a lot of time and energy into them, especially in this case, which honestly, there's nobody else really in independent media covering this topic. I learned about it from Jason Burmis a year, more than almost a year ago. He's done a couple of interviews with me Ryan uh, Christian with The Last American Vagabond has interviewed me about this. Obviously, he's the boss at T-Lab, and so he's paying me to do these investigations. 
I've done a few interviews on a couple of podcasts here and there, but for the most part, people are not really paying attention. And I, I hope and I wish that more people in independent media will pay attention because this is an important topic. So for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm going to give you a brief background um, on this topic very quickly. In, as you can see here, part one, Utah County Sheriff's Office sets off debate with investigation into ritualized child sex abuse. This was May, June 8th, 2022, and the, the investigation was announced Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, so almost a year ago. The Utah County Sheriff's Office claimed they were investigating uh, reports of ritualistic sexual abuse taking place with children in three different counties, Utah, San Pete, and Juab County between 1990 and 2010. And then there's apparently even more recent cases. So this announcement set off, obviously it set off alarm bells in the alternative research community, the reality-based community, because it's sort of an unusual announcement to hear from any sort of law enforcement agency or governmental agency that they're uh, investigating ritualistic sexual abuse. And I did deep dives on all of this, guys. Again, I encourage you to go back. You can find the, I think it's eight parts now that I've had, that I've written, four, five, six, seven, eight parts now in this investigation. When I learned about this, I decided to dive in. I realized that this man, David Hamblin, who has now been arrested in October of last year, uh, was accused of being involved with a cult, a cult that literally claimed to pray to Satan, claimed to pray to Lucifer, involved in Utah, and they even accused this man who you see here on screen, uh, former county attorney David Levitt, who coincidentally has recently brought, bought a castle in Scotland. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but I'm sure we're not getting the whole truth. This man, though, was accused in uh, court documents from 2012 where David Hamblin, the man who I said was arrested and who has now been granted bail, um, was charged in 2012 with several cases of sodomy and rape of children and including his own daughters. And in, th in those cases, testimony came out, witnesses provided their, their, their stories about what happened to them. And they describe in detail an organized cult, which they called this, you know, some people call the Church of Satan within the uh, Mormon church in Utah, that had a hierarchy. They had different titles and officers, including one that was known as the Punisher because of how bad the abuse was to these kids. And very disturbing stuff that I've talked about in past videos that I really don't want to get into today. It's all in the articles if you want to go through it. I, you know, it's it's difficult. So for those of you who are survivors of abuse, um, I recommend you, you know, tread lightly. But that was back in 2012. David Hamblin, the man you see on screen, would eventually be let go. They would say that he would be without prejudice, which meant that it could become back, it could come back and be tried again um, if evidence was found that was stronger. Now, he, it wasn't dismissed because of lack of evidence. I've said this a lot, but it's important. The case against him in 2012, 2014 was dismissed because somebody, different people in the various law enforcement bodies in Utah were dragging their feet. And the, the, the attorneys that were fighting the case for the, vic the alleged victims of David Hamblin claimed that they could, they could so ultimately, the court said, hey, you got to let him go. So he was allowed to be let go. Then again, fast forward to 2022, this announcement by the Utah County Sheriff's. At the beginning, they did not name David Hamlin, but myself and others suspected it was him based on some documents that were made public that detail this whole, this alleged 
satanic luciferian cult and guys look i'm being objective about this this is what the documents say i'm not claiming this is true i'm just saying this is what the documents with these victims they describe over 150 different detailed incidents of uh, alleged abuse and this man david hamblin was involved accused for attorney david levitt right so that's where things have been we didn't know who the who's been involved in this case until david hamblin was arrested in september Nobody else has been charged yet, but we do know, and we have been told, I've been told directly, that the investigation is going to other people, other places. So there probably will be more arrests to come sooner or later. At least we hope and we pray for that, those who are uh, you know, fighting for the alleged victims to get truth. And when I first found about, out about this, I just dove in. As I said, I did eight different articles going into the details, trying to understand who David Levitt is, what he's accused of. We know for a fact he was caught lying several times. And the interesting part is after the Utah County Sheriff's Office announced this investigation into people into ritualistic child sexual abuse, the next day, that man right there on the screen on the left side of the glasses, he held a press conference where he's, he passed out the documents from 2012 and said, I believe I'm going to be a suspect in this ongoing investigation. Me and my wife, we are not cannibals. We are not pedophiles. 100%. That is what this former county attorney said. He did, he did a press conference claiming this. And everybody's like, what? Where is this coming from? Kind of outing himself in a way um, and making himself just look guilty or nervous or something. N needless to say, he actually has this Levitt Foundation, which was based in Ukraine. When this whole Ukrainian conflict started, he went to Ukraine to go get some paperwork and shut down his business. And now he's buying a castle in Scotland. So he's connected to the Levitt family, his father, um, very powerful, his brother, a former governor. So there's something there that we still don't know the truth. The history of ritual abuse in Utah, and then the history of ritual abuse within the Mormon church. And then I went back and re-examined the claims of the Satanic Panic, where I released this from the 1990s, reported on TV in Oklahoma only one time. If you want to see that, you can check that out. And then, as I mentioned, David Hamlin was arrested, and that brings us to today, where he has now been granted $100,000 bail. So I hope that was not too long. That's what I'm talking about. We're about 10 minutes into the video, so let's get to the actual new news now. Um, he was granted a hundred thousand dollar bail. That's the long and the short of it. Basically, I was there in the virtual courtroom on Zoom, uh, live tweeting and taking notes while Judge Mandy Larson was hearing arguments from the uh, victims' attorneys and from victims attorneys as well. And there were some interesting things said that we'll get into in just a moment. But I want to make a couple points clear. This recent hearing for David Hamblin was not specifically related to the claims or the, the Utah County Sheriff's investigation into sexual abuse of children. This is another court case that he's now been accused of um, in, where is it at? Where was this one at? This one was a different county. Um, excuse me, I have to read my article here. He was being held on another, okay, he was being held on another charge in Spring City. And this is another young boy claiming that he was, who's now a, an adult man, uh, that he was abused throughout his life by David Hamblin. And David now remember in the original charges, 
He's been held since September 2022 for multiple first-degree felony sexual offenses against him. He had three counts of sodomy of a child, one count of rape of a child, two counts of aggravated sexual abuse of a child, and one misdemeanor count of lewdness involving a child. So he's already got all those charges against him. And then meanwhile, he has charges in other counties. And ultimately, the judge said that he could be released. I don't believe he has been released as of yet at this point. He still has to come up with $100,000. But if he does, he will be um, contingent on a number of conditions, including a private company will monitor him in the months leading to his eventual trial. Uh, he has to wear a GPS ankle monitor and be confined to house arrest. He has to agree to not have any contact with the alleged victims or their families. He also has to have a passport and agree not to apply for a new one while the case is pending. So, uh, maybe you see that as a win, like, okay, he's stuck at home, he can't go anywhere. But for the victims, the ones that I spoke to and the ones that shared their testimony via the court, uh, they definitely don't feel happy. That makes them kind of scared and nervous because, in fact, in another case, there has been one of the alleged victims who said that they were being followed, they were being threatened, but the court couldn't prove that it was connected to David Hamblin, so they basically said, you know, they're going to ignore it. And as I mentioned, this bail hearing was not directly tied to the Utah County Sheriff's Office investigation. It's a victim uh, who is an adult who's bringing his story forward. And this is what the original press release for this these particular uh, um, crimes and charges from San Pete County said. Quote, they told detectives that the abuse occurred at Hamblin's house where the victim was taken for therapy sessions because this is how he would get people to feel comfortable. He's treating people for therapy. You have to understand that these predators, they always use positions of power. And again, I know that David Hamblin is an accused person right now. He's assumed innocent, proven guilty, but I just mean generally speaking, predators use positions of power. Boy Scout, troop leaders, pastors, priests, um, that sort of thing, teachers, cops. It's not a mistake that these positions often end up with people who abuse children. It's because of the authority that they have. The victim disclosed to detectives that during these sessions, Hamblin the victim disclosed that Hamblin forcibly sexually abused him. The victim also described that Hamblin administered religious blessings during some of the therapy sessions. That's what makes them ritualistic. The victim described disclosing the abuse, but that the concerns expressed were not taken seriously. Now, this is important. As a child, both in junior high and high school. But he said Hamblin, because of his standing in the Spring City community in Utah, and because of his membership and involvement in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the, the Mormon Church, people didn't want to listen. During this bail hearing just last week, uh, attorney Ryan Peters confirmed that the alleged victim in San Pete County has, quote, been telling people his entire life about the abuse he suffered and that his mom and sister have given testimony uh, agreeing to this and confirming that he has been reporting about this abuse since he was. So, um, as I said, the victims are not happy about this. There was actually some people in Utah at the courthouse protesting Inside and outside, I think they might have been holding signs in the courtroom, but I know for a fact there were people outside of the courtroom holding signs, asking the judge to not to not like um not to let him out to keep him locked up. That's pretty much what it comes down to. They want to keep him locked up. Um, the victims though are the ones who I think really matter. 
Uh, I'll read you one statement here. This is from Heidi Nestle, who was one of the attorneys representing the victims. She was attempting to persuade Judge Larson, Mandy Larson, that allowing David Hamlin to leave the jail puts the community at risk because of his admitted abuse of children, including his own daughters. And so attorney Heidi Nestle said the following, quote, having that proclivity and that propensity is something that doesn't just go away. It would be an absolute travesty if Mr. Hamlin were released and another child was abused. Um, but the judge decided to give him bail. One of the, the Juop County attorney, Ryan Peters, he also said that he believed that David Hamlin posted, posed a danger to the community, noting that, quote, Hamlin has actually written a book on how to manipulate children. I would also note that since giving up his license, the defendant has engaged in what he calls healing circles involving the use of peyote. And that during his divorce proceedings, it was discovered that he had given his young children peyote. And I want to just say that these court cases, I hope you guys can still hear me. It seems like my camera might be frozen. Um, these court cases, this recent trial, though, it confirmed my previous reporting that I've been doing over the last year, where specifically Kate's story, who is a victim of David Hamblin and, and one of his associates, her ex-husband. And as I reported last year, Kate, Kate was a victim and a part of these healing circles, these alleged healing circles that David Hamlin was involved in. So I just want to say that as a journalist, it feels good to know that we were ahead of the curve once again at The Last American Vagabond, that the information I reported, I already knew it was true. I've already confirmed it, but that now the court cases, now the victim testimony is confirming that. So we, we were right about this. And of course, this is something that the mainstream media still is trying to dismiss. They've tried to make this entire case seem like QAnon, uh, like just, you know, Satanic Panic 2.0. But as I mentioned, we talked with a woman named Kate Talley, who, uh, who is a, a brave, powerful woman, the ex-wife of Eldon Talley, who is one of, who is the best friend of David Hamblin, and who we might, we suspect that he might be the person that ends up bailing Hamblin out, because Hamblin appears to have some financial wealth behind him. You know, somehow he's going to post bail with $100,000, even though he's a failed counselor and an abuser and uh, things like that. As I mentioned in the two-part Kate story, she talked about her abuse being an associate of Hamlin through her ex-husband, but also her abuse she suffered as a child in the Mormon church. And I talked to Kate after this and asked her what she felt about uh, them, the court choosing to give David Hamlin a uh, bail, even at $100,000. She said, quote, I am disappointed that Hamlin will be let out on such a low bail. I know many of his victims are feeling unsafe and afraid right now. It's heartbreaking. I'm sad today, but tomorrow I will fight on for so many who have been harmed by David Lee Hamlin and his accomplices. She also said she was encouraged to see protesters at the in-person hearing and others watching online, and she hopes that the victims and their supporters can, quote, bring awareness to this case and hopefully justice will be served. So that is the latest in the Utah ritual abuse case with, involving David Lee Hamlin, and I am going to continue to cover this story for as long as it takes. Um, there is another hearing involving David Hamlin coming up May 11th uh, for, you know, for other kind of like administrative stuff in his case. I'll continue to give you the updates as they come, but ultimately what we're working towards is a trial. And I do have questions. I wonder if David Hamlin, you know, what I, I've heard a few people, including Kate point out that the attorneys who are coming after David Lee Hamlin for the victims, the alleged victims, they haven't asked the court 
you know, Hamblin was arrested in September, October, November, December, January, February, March. It's six months now. Why is it taking them six months to do discovery, to get more documents? In the court trial, the hearing last week for the bail, they just said they were just starting to do discovery. Something, once again, seems to be moving very slow. And I want to believe that we might get justice, that David Hamlin will go down for his crimes, his alleged crimes, if he is guilty of them. And that if these victims are correct and there is a network of people in Utah who are doing these things, that the truth will come out. I want to believe that's true. I pray that that's true. Um, and as a journalist, I'm going to keep covering it. And especially because there's people out there like NBC News and others who want the mainstream folks who are not paying attention to this to believe that this is all QAnon, it's paranoia, it's just Republicans who are losing their minds in the Utah desert or whatever. These are real people coming forward uh, from you know people who are abused as children, in some cases 30 years ago, in some cases 20 years ago, in some cases 15 years ago. But what does it matter if the man who is accused of doing the abuse is still alive? He should be tried for these crimes. I mean, that's just, I don't know. I can't believe there's a statute. Um, obviously, the older the other, it can be difficult to prove. But the point is, these victims deserve their stories heard. Because if anything in these documents, these 2012 documents, which is over 150 pages describing details of ritualistic abuse involving people killing humans and wearing their skin, raping children, doing all sorts of horrible things. If any of that is true, it needs to be investigated. We cannot allow this to continue to go on. So as difficult as it is, I will continue to cover, um, cover the story. And I hope you'll follow along. I appreciate you very much. Once again, you can find um, this report at The Last American Vagabond. You can always find all of my reports on there, and you can find the archive of the videos at theconsciousresistance.com. If you go to theconsciousresistance.com right now, you'll see this post. There's a link to the articles and to the videos, so please go check it out. Get informed. Share this with other people who haven't done so yet. Sign up for our email list at theconsciousresistance.com. And uh, as always, guys, remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free. Peace. See you soon. Since 2012, the Conscious Resistance Network has been an independent media organization focused on empowering individuals through education, philosophy, health, and community organizing. We work to create a world where corporate and state power do not rule over the lives of free human beings. Our motto is leading by example and helping others in their pursuit of freedom. Visit theconsciousresistance.com to find our articles, documentaries, interviews, podcasts, books, and more. Remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free.